Okay, Chippy, are you hungry? Are you ready for breakfast? Welcome to WFSU's Perpetual Pandemic Podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. What has the pandemic removed from your life that you want back? For some, the lack of social interaction has them longing for a pet, especially a dog. This is what a typical day sounded like at the City of Tallahassee Animal Service Center in the summer of 2019. There were dogs galore that needed a home. But if you've tried to adopt a dog during the pandemic, you may have found it surprisingly difficult. It seems like everybody wants a dog. They're good company, they want lots of hugs, and they don't talk politics. WFSU reporter Regan McCarthy and her boyfriend Eric Martin have fostered dogs before, but their latest arrival became permanent. We know a lot about living with a puppy right now since my brother and his wife actually adopted a puppy um, at about the same time that we decided to adopt Chip. I guess that right now that's happening kind of all over the country. People are adopting dogs um, and, and getting either new puppies or rescue dogs as part of their way of maybe making it through quarantine, making it through the coronavirus crisis. Chip is an eight-year-old golden retriever that they started fostering in August, and they decided last month they wanted to keep him. The family that had him since he was a puppy surrendered him to the Emerald Coast Golden Retriever Rescue because they could no longer care for him. Chip is calm, quiet, and not one to bark. Eric says Chip has given them a reprieve from the stress of 2020. It seems like some days you just get a million notifications on your your phone and your email and uh, about all kinds of bad news and, and weird developments in the world. And, you know, all of a sudden... This friendly dog will kind of appear and and come up with a ball and kind of, you know, just make your, your stress levels go down and kind of, it's almost like he has like a sixth sense where he kind of just, you know, knows that uh, this is a particularly stressful day and he comes over and kind of turns on his charm and really, really kind of de-stresses you. Chip has given the couple much-needed social interactions and has enabled them to feel almost normal during their daily walks. Chip is not worried about social distancing and he you know goes up to all these different people that he sees and maybe I'm wearing a mask but he's not and he has the brightest most wonderful smile on his face and he greets these people I'm over here social distancing on the other end of his his six foot leash so I feel fine about you know I'm not getting too close but he in a way gets to be like an extension of me you know bringing some some happiness to neighbors around saying hello to people when I feel like I can't say hello in the same way that I would have before and I think it's in a way like keeping these human connections that maybe are a little harder to do yeah he's kind of like a bridge to other people can't really uh shake people's hands or hug them right now but he he's kind of just this you know physical bridge where people love to pet him and scratch behind his ears while we're you know while we're all in a little circle socially distanced talking to each other for anyone who has tried unsuccessfully to adopt a dog since march lisa glunt has some advice she's executive director of the leon county humane society 
Lisa and I walked outside to chat at a picnic table in the Humane Society's backyard off Timberlane Road. Oftentimes when people call us, we're able to say, well, that dog is adopted, but let me tell you, we have a foster home with three that are just like it. You're going to fall in love with one of them. And often the applications that people are sending in for one animal, they do adopt, but they don't adopt that animal. You know, we, we set them up with another. So a big part of adoption should be matchmaking. And so rather than just relying on a search engine, put in a phone call, send an email. Right now what we're seeing is because so many people are active and have more time at home um, to do social media, a lot of our dogs aren't even making it onto the website because these fosters are at home with them. They're documenting their journeys, they're getting great photos and videos, and just through them sharing them on their social media pages and then asking friends to share, a lot of them are getting adopted through that means. And so we'll just get a call saying, hey, found a great home for my foster pet. You know, what's the next step? So if you don't see what you're looking for on the website, do the application for us anyway and indicate what you're looking for just because it helps us to try to match these people with, uh, with pets that, you know, might be readily available soon. It seems like this is a pandemic thing, like people want dogs all of a sudden. And I know they always want dogs, right? But um, like, what are your observations about what, here, here we are in a pandemic and like you, you can't even put them on your website and they're gone. Right, um, which is a good thing. I think we are seeing something a little different than what a lot of shelters and rescues see. A couple months ago, we were put in a place where all of the um, information coming down from large-scale organizations was basically start limiting your intake, you know, don't take in owner surrenders. A lot of vets were stopping with spaying neutering. You know, you had to conserve PPEs and nobody knew it was going to happen. With us, we had talks with our vets and said, what are you guys thinking? You know, are you still able to take care of the animals if we're bringing them in? And all of our vets that we work with um, said yes, absolutely. So we have been able to really, I think, take on our normal day-to-day. We're just having to do so without a lot of our volunteers that we would usually have. We're having to be creative in terms of um, fundraising so that we can afford the medical bills for all these guys. The one thing we do here is a lot of people say, well, I'm home for a couple months, so I want to adopt. At that point, though, what is your plan when you're not home? When you return to school, when you return to work, what is your plan then? Um, So that, of course, opens up another conversation that we talk to them about. Oh, I think that is a big concern. And I've Mm -hmm. heard that mentioned a number of times, just knowing people that are looking for dogs. And they're they're like, well, you know, I'm sure I can get a dog when the pandemic's over because I have a feeling a lot of dogs are going back. And I have had personally just taking phone calls where people say hey I'm returning to work and I got this puppy and you know I won't be home for it now it makes you think why did you not think about this ahead of time but a lot of those people we're able to work with we're just able to talk to them and say well what is keeping you from being able to keep the pet when you go back to work do you need a crate to help you with crate training the dog just ideas for exercising it before and after they go to work. Things like that we really try to work with people on so that they can keep the animal that they at one point really wanted. There was one this morning where, you know, somebody showed up at the office ready to give up his dog and it was literally the dumbest reasons. The owners actually didn't even bring the animal themselves. They got their high school teenager to do it. You're not going to fix all of that. So when this teenager brought the dog back, do you take the dog? 
That one, I referred him on to our dog coordinator. I got him in touch with her. It's obviously not an emergency situation. Um, so with us, it really is case by case. If somebody shows up on our door with a half-starved dog that looks verbal and is in need of immediate medical care, then those are the kind of things where we say, just sign him over, give me the dog. But a lot of the people that I think have reached out, at least to us that we've worked with, have gone about things the right way. A lot of people have wanted to foster. Uh, we had a huge plea for people wanting to foster when everything started shutting down. They said, hey, I realize I'm going to be at home working for a while or I'm you know, going to be doing school through online and I have the ability to foster. So we've gotten a few new fosters that way. And sometimes the foster decides to adopt, like Regan and Eric. You know, I understand why there's been such a huge draw for dogs during the pandemic. And I guess I'm just left hoping, you know, that all of those people have gone into that decision responsibly and that uh, they've thought about as their lives change, you know, whenever this pandemic ends, that they're ready to continue caring for these animals. Chip's been lying uh, in my lap for this entire interview, keeping my feet warm on this chilly day, and he's got his ball with him. Chip is is pretty much never without a ball. Chip, do you have any last words before we end our interview talking all about how fantastic you are? Thank you. Good boy. What do you miss? What changes brought by the pandemic do you think may be permanent? Hit us up on WFSU Media's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Thank you for joining us for the Perpetual Pandemic Podcast. For WFSU News, I'm Gina Jordan.